Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kego Lasso, a very special interview one-on-one with my colleague, Micah Richards, Man City's Micah Richards, part of Paramount Plus Champions League CBS coverage. We chat Man City, the Manchester Derby, his career, and so, so much more. It's a great chat with Micah Richards. Kego Lasso begins right now. It's a special Que Golazo episode here at CBS as I welcome my colleague, Micah Richards. That was weird to say. My colleague and a key member of our CBS Champions League coverage, which you can watch exclusively on Paramount Plus as we get ready for the second leg of the round of 16 next week in the Champions League. Micah, by the way, aside from being a fantastic personality and a great analyst with one of the best smiles and laughs you'll hear anywhere, you can hear it already. He's trying to hold it back. Uh, He has an impressive resume as a player. 179 appearances for Man City, part of the historic squad who won the Premier League title in 2011-2012. And that was the first time for a long time since they won that one, the beginning of everything. An FA Cup winner as well a year before that. For England at 18, he became England's youngest ever defender, uh, beating Rio Ferdinand's record. I'm sure Rio would love to hear that one. And and has a goal to his name as well uh, with the three lines. So with the Manchester Derby coming up and Man City looking great in the league and the Champions League. There was just no better time to have him on the show. We've been wanting to do this for a while. Finally, we'll make it happen. Micah Richards, welcome to Kegel Lasso, my friend. What's happening? What is happening? He's like you said, the colleagues now, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're doing it over there, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to hold it down for us over here. So one day we're working together, don't, don't worry. Well, my friend, whenever you want to come to New York or I come to London and see my family, we'll make it happen. Because I'm watching you all the time on Paramount Plus uh, with Kate Apto and uh, Roberto Martinez, Jamie Carrigan, uh, my friend Nico Cantor. And I'm like, you know what? I'm getting jealous. I need to get over there. <laughs> you need to come over here. You know what I mean? We're having, we're having some good fun over, over in England as well. But I'm a New York fan as well. Town downtown. That's where we need to go. Once the, once the lockdown's over, town, downtown, it's on me. <laughs> uh, you know the city, my friend. NYC loves you, and you know it. Uh, and I can't do it, Micah, because, you know, I'm a hoodie, man, and I, I don't like suits and stuff. I already have problems here in the U.S., so if I have to talk to your producers and make it happen, but but you come over to New York, and we'll, and we'll make it happen. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, cool. Micah, let's get things going. Listen, how are you enjoying being part of the CBS uh, Champions League? Because you're a busy man. It's not just CBS, obviously, uh, Sky Sports as well. I see you, uh, you know, just uh, trolling uh, Roy Keane every time when you get when you can do it. How are you enjoying your CBS, uh, y- y- your CBS gig right now and talking to all those guys? You know what? CBS is like, it all came so, so quick. We got asked to do it in the summer. And, you know, the format was a little bit different, obviously, because of, of COVID. Um, I knew of CBS because I, 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 I travelled to America uh, quite a lot 
But it was one of those, my schedule was so busy. At first, I was like, how am I going to fit this in? But then on the other hand, I was like, this is like a chance of a lifetime. So I, I had to fit it in my schedule. Um, and I, I love it. I really do love it. I, I feel like we've got good chemistry there. We, you know, it was always going to be difficult for us because because we've not really got any Americans on the, the main show. Obviously, Roberto Martinez and Carrigo work with Sky. Kate, though, uh, Kate Abdo is originally from Manchester. So it was more, as you guys call it, a European. So we don't know how that was going to transcend over in the States, you know, because we always like to have sort of at least one American pundit on there. But then obviously we've got the Galazzo show and uh, Nico's been doing a great job with that. Um, but yeah, I've absolutely loved it. When I, from when I first started, we didn't know what to expect. So to how far we've come as a team, um, I think it's been, I think it's been brilliant from, from the producers to, to the owners. I've been on a couple of calls with them as well. Everyone's just been great. So it's been an unbelievable start and, and hopefully we can keep it going. Absolutely. It's been such a joy. And obviously we doing the thing, our thing as well here in America, kind of uh, at the same time. So we kind of begin a little earlier and then we pass the torch to the London side to you guys. And it's just been, let me tell you something, just, it's just been very well received. Everybody loves it. Uh, and it's just been fun. And honestly, you're probably a little happier just because Man City is doing so well. Uh, and we're going to talk about City in a second, but let me ask you something. Who's better to wind up, Jamie Carragher or Roy Keane? <laughs> Ooh, you, Jamie Carragher is very sharp, you know. Yeah, so he's like, quick, if, you can't if, wind if, yeah, he's... if I go, if I go with something, he will always go with something quicker. You know, what I mean, he's always that that one step ahead. So I prefer to to wind up Roy Keane because he's just honestly, he's, he's great. He's great to work with, and sometimes like when I. He's not expecting it when I'm going for him. So sometimes it makes better TV. But yeah, so I'd say Roy Keane. But Carragher is, is also good, but he's normally one step ahead. Yeah, he's very quick. you got to be very careful with it. But Roy Keane, I just wouldn't do it because I'm just scared. Like, I grew up watching him playing. Like, I would like make it a fun of Roy Keane. To, like, uh, before uh, before us chatting, I was doing a little bit uh, on YouTube, just watching the best bits of you and Roy. <laughs> it's absolutely killing me. It's uh, You guys get on, right? They're like, it's, it's such a... You guys should be a sitcom. That's what I think every time I see it. <laughs> No, Roy, Roy is like um, amazing. You know, we always respect him. Obviously, he's a red, I'm a blue. But I respected him as a player because he was his, his top, top level player. And I can't compete with him as what he's won. But on, on air, it's, it's different because it's it, opinions and it's how I could try to get the best out of him. And working with him is just incredible. And he's such a nice guy off camera. Um, it's just when the football starts, he's so passionate. And yeah. he says truly what he believes and that's not like some character he's trying to to play or try to play this hard guy that's truly what he believes so when he goes on his little rants i stay out of his way i know, I know when to to press the buttons and when not to but yeah he's uh he really is um a, a top guy to work with on on and off the the, the pitch as you would say yeah, no, absolutely. And uh obviously back to our CBS team as well. I, I love I love having Roberto Martinez right there. I mean, one of the brightest coaching minds we have, period. The fact, you know, he's still a manager of one of 
you know, a favorite for the European uh, championships as well, obviously third place uh, in the World Cup. What's it like working with, uh, with, with Roberto Martinez? You know, Roberto, he's, he's such a humble person. Um, he's got one, you know, them people have got them auras. Once they speak, everyone listens. So there's no point even, we could all have our opinions. That's totally fine. But when it comes to football and tactics, because he's managing now, you have to respect what he's saying. But even if he wasn't managing now, like he looks at the game totally different. Like we were talking about offensive, defensive. I mean, we go through different strategies of how the game would be seen, but then he takes that to the to the next level, at a level where he takes it deeper than just tactics, but well enough for everyone to understand without confusing people, because there's a lot of people who can speak tactics, but once they get on a camera and trying to explain that to people, a lot of people don't understand what they mean, but he simplifies it for in a way where the, the tactics are just incredible. So working with him, he's just, he's just been um, um, amazing. He, re he really has. Um, him and Kate Abdo have got a really good rapport as well, off, off camera as well. They both speak Spanish. So I feel like the, we've got a nice mix and blend. And Alex Scott as well, like me and Alex. She's Scott, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she is an she is, uh, incredible pundit. She, she, really, she really is. Um, and she's been holding it down for the, for the women's football and then crossing between the, the men's and the women equally as good as both. So she, she really has been amazing. It's just, it's just a shame that we all can't be on together. Normally it's presenter plus three rather than presenter plus four, which is a bit frustrating at times, but as a whole team, I, I feel like we've, you know, we've, we've, we've come a, a long way for sure. Absolutely. It's just so much fun to watch. It's so great. Uh, all right, listen, let's move on here. Let's talk about the Champions League. Uh, round the 16, second legs ahead, of course, uh, next week. Uh, well, honestly, let me ask you first. Your, when the tournament started, I guess maybe through the group stages, did you have a, a set favorite? I mean, leaving your city bias aside for a second, did you have somebody that you thought, you know what, they're going to they're gonna do it? And now, as we're looking in the second leg of the round of 16, has that opinion changed, do you think? Well, my, my favorites from the start was, was Bayern. And I know Bayern Munich. I know we had a lot of fun and, uh, you know, I'm biased to City. That, that's more of a joke. City have, have been incredible. But at the start of the season, I would have said Bayern for sure because they're just, they've got so much quality in the team. They know how to, to win it. Normally, I think a big factor is because of Bayern Munich, normally they're so far ahead in their, in their league and they've got the, the winter break. Over here, the English teams, I went Liverpool won it. It was an incredible season. The amount of games I had to play in, a, in that short space of time and then go and win a Champions League, like, that, this incredible. It really was unbelievable. But if you asked me at the start, I would have said Bayern Munich. And has my opinion changed? No. I, I, I still believe they are favourites, even at this in, in, you know, unbelievable form that Manchester City are in. I do believe Bayern at this moment are still favourites. Do you think um, that there's a chance, if there was somebody that could maybe... Maybe, because I, I agree, I think Bayern are favorites. I think you can't ignore what City's doing. PSG is also a force, of course. 
But is there anything that you, when you look at Bayern, if you're to beat Bayern, how would you do it? Because sometimes, Micah, I'm looking at them and I think they're, they're amazing, right? They're, you know, the fact that they won the Bundesliga last season, the Champions League, the Cup, they ended with a Club World Cup and they just keep getting better. I mean, I think Hansi Flick has more trophies than losses or something. You know, it's just, it's just ridiculous. But is there, is there a weakness in the Bayern Munich side, do you think, that, that any other team could look at? Um, in terms of weaknesses, I think they, they play a high line and their fullbacks love to attack. So I don't know if someone wants to, I won't say camp in, but have a, a good shape and get them on a counter-attack. So if you've got someone like Kylian Mbappe on a counter-attack against Bayern, I don't care who it is. If he's running into that space, he can hurt you. Um, and also... Manchester City, the way they're currently attacking at the moment as well. And, and if Man City can starve them off the ball, which is difficult, and then wear them down, that could be another way. So do I see weaknesses? Not that many, but they have too many people forward at the same time. And there's been certain times in the last game, it was uh, Lazio they played. Lazio had about, I can't remember the number, 10, between 10 and 15 shots in that game. And another day, they could have had a few more goals. So I do see a few areas where they could be vulnerable. The only problem is Bayern can put the ball in the back of the net as well. So it could be like a basketball game. You go down one end, we go down the other. And if it gets to that, Bayern probably would, would win against anyone. But if, if, if a team can counter-attack them, that's the way I think they can, uh, they can beat them. Yeah, no, it's a very good point about, you know, Byron's mentality is often, you know, all right, you score two, we'll score five. You score three, we'll score six. It's, it's, and it always helps to have a Robert Lewandowski score on, on your side. Hey, listen, let's talk about Man City now. Since that loss to Tottenham in, what was it, October? Late October, maybe early. They haven't lost the game, Micah. Now, since December, they've won every single game. This is a ridiculous run. We've always known how good City is. But do you think, I mean, well, I want to ask you, what, what, what is it this season? Is it the deeper squad? Is it Guardiola pretty angry, bitter after last season still? What, what makes this squad so good? Because there's times also, Micah, where they don't even need a striker. They put Kevin De Bruyne as a number nine. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So talk to me about this City squad and what you, what you like about uh, them this season. I think what Guardiola has done has been inspirational. Like you said, to not play without a recognised striker. Aguero's been in and out of the team all season with injuries. Jesus, sometimes when he's playing, he's been playing on the left. He's been playing with a false nine. Um, Kevin De Bruyne played there against Chelsea. And I was like, wow. Then Phil Foden went up there. Bernardo Silva's been there. Sterling's been there. It's just the creating spaces that I didn't even think were possible on a field. And, and how they've been doing that is Cancelo. Cancelo has really changed the way I viewed fullbacks. I really, I know Philip Lahm did it at Bayern Munich. He was probably the original. But Cancelo, the way he comes in and almost plays like a, a third man in midfield, like right of a three in midfield, and then the way that the back four just shifts across makes it in sort of a back three. Or if Rodri is playing, he sort of drops back into that position to keep him uh, stable at the back if need be. But 
it's just about creating them spaces and which leaves like there was a game where Mares was staying fully wide, Sterling on the other side, and it was just rotation in the middle. You go, then come out, I go. And it, I've not seen football like this. I've seen at Barcelona at times, the way they used to chop and change positions and, and get the ball in between the lines and all that sort of stuff. But in, in the Premier League, you, you don't often see that. And that's why... I think, like I said, it's inspirational because Pep, when he first come, Guardiola, when he first come into the Premier League, everyone was saying, oh, he can't bring that style of play to England because it's too rough and ready. And he's completely changed that. Even when, when they won the league with record points, that was a great team. But now the way they're playing, he's even gone up a level. And I just, I just hope for him that he can get that Champions League because that'll just be the the icing on the cake because the one problem he does have, Mancini was the first one to win the Premier League. Then Pellegrini also won the league. So a lot of people, a lot of bitter people would be like, well, he's not done anything different to what them, the last two managers done. But that's complete nonsense because he's changed the way football has been played at Man City. And like I said, if he could just get that Champions League, it would just put him on the, on the next level. Yeah, no, absolutely right. Um, you know, I mean, anybody that knows the Pep Guardiola history and, of course, our other colleague, uh, Guillaume Balague, knows this very well. It's just the way that he plays. As you mentioned, he really brought something new to the Premier League. I also liked what he said because, you know, he's obsessed with two things, possession, but also getting the ball back, retaining possession as well. He's obsessed with that. And one of the things that he said earlier this season was, I think that we're getting better because we're not as running as much right? The ball's doing the work, right? So to your point, which you just said, which is, you know, there's just rotational play. Nobody has to work that hard for the ball. The ball's just coming to you. It, it, it's kind of amazing. And it's amazing that he still hasn't won the Champions League with Man City. Um, you said Bayern Munich, but Man City could be the closest one to challenge that, don't you think? Yeah, my, my, my top three would be PSG, Third, Man City second at this moment in time, and then and then Bayern. But we just gotta be careful, you know. I, I don't want to get too excited because we've seen what happened last year in the Champions League with, with Leon. Uh, everyone was expecting us to to win that, and it didn't happen. Um, they're still in all competitions this season. They could win four competitions, and as soon as you take your eye off off that ball and start concentrating or we should win this, or we should win. Football is never like that. You know, I, I played for a long time. As soon as you started looking at games down the road, you forget the, the challenge, what's in front of you. And if you take your eye off the ball, any, anyone can win in, in this game. Anyone can win in this game. Um, but I'm the most confident with this man. You know, when I was talking on the show uh, last season, it was more a little bit of fun because I, I, I didn't know quite know where Man City were. I believe they've evolved from last season and I've got more confidence. Will they win it? I'm not sure. Have they got a better chance? Definitely. So, you know, one thing that also has helped him is obviously the combination of uh, Ruben Diaz and John Stones. I mean, the fact that Americ Laporte can't even get in the starting 11 is kind of incredible. Laporte is a tremendous defender and he can't even get in. You know, and as you, as a former defender, what do you make of that? They both scored this past weekend. I mean, it's just unfair, Micah. It's not fair anymore. 
this is this is crazy. And you, and you know, you know what? I had a a talk with John Stones a couple of months ago, and we were just talking about. Um, I just reminded him of how good of a player he was. You know, you know, you get a lot of negative press and stuff like that, and you know what it's like. I don't know too much what it's like in America, but when you come in and you do so well to start with, they break you. You know, they build you up, and then as soon as you don't reach the level that they expect you to be at that time, they, they bring you down. So to see him come back to the level, which I knew he would get to, given time, you know, given time, I was always saying, just just give him, give him time. Because the problem with Stones was, it, 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 yes, he was making mistakes, but he wasn't like playing bad games. It was just that one moment of madness that would cost him. I was looking at his whole game. He was coming out with a ball. He was defending well. It was just, he would make an odd mistake and sometimes that just down to, to focus and he's he's worked hard to get back in to this team and it coincides with uh, Ruben Diaz. You know, 23. Um, I mentioned my player in the season. He could have stats and stuff like that and I'm not really a stat man but I think uh, Fernandez has scored 15, 15 goals so I think I was asked last week and he, but Diaz has to be pushing for, for, prem, uh, for player of the year in the Premier League because he was captain of what Benfica at nineteen. He come for a lot of money. He come for a lot of money, and with with money comes pressure. But he's delivered straight away. He's been calm. He he, he just looks like he's been playing in the Premier League for so many years. You probably read loads of stories. I know your your team, so you'd be watching the Premier League a, a lot. But to come into a team and hit the ground running so quick, that is. And now, and that's a real score. It just shows how good of a, a player he is. And that them two's partnership at the moment, it's the best in the Premier League and long may it continue. I do feel a little bit sorry for Laporte because he was a man last season. He, he was he was a go-to guy when he was fit. He was number one defender on the team sheet and he will need a role in this team at some stage. Who, who knows that they could go to three at the back at some stage and all three of them might be playing they could be playing Cancelo and Walker a little bit higher up. You know the, the tactics that Pep sometimes likes to do. You know, he went three at the back against Leon. I'm not sure he'll do that again. But the, there's an option and it's good strength in depth. And that it's a good problem to have. It really is. Yeah, definitely. Especially as not only the Champions League, but the league, the League Cup as well, like the final against Tottenham. A lot to go on. But all right, let, let's talk about the Manchester Derby. All right. This weekend, huge game. There is obviously some breathing room for Man City, obviously in the table, but still that doesn't matter, does it? Because it's it's Manchester United, you know, the biggest rival. Talk to me about this game, Micah. What, what does it feel like to just, just play in it, the atmosphere, just everything about it? This, this was the only game I used to get nervous for, and I've said it so many times. Like, I, I never really got nervous before games because I was just more excited to, to go out there and um, just show people what I could do. But the the, the derby games, it, I would just got this, this little thing in my stomach every time before. It could be like a week before and I would still get it. So one, it's a one fixture you always look for, you know, as soon as you get the fixture list, the United game. Um, and I played a lot of my best games in the United, United game. I don't know if it's because I was more focused or really wanted to win. It was different for me because I come through the Man City Academy. So United were always better than us. 
So to see us every year get a little bit closer, a little bit closer, and then the famous game, the, the, the 6-1 at Old Trafford, to be a part of that, it was just... It, it's a feeling that you'd never think would happen, being from the Blues. You know, a lot of the new Man City fans and a lot of the new players don't know what it's like to, to be living in the shadows of Man United for so many years. So when we used to win them, it used to mean so much more, more to us. Um, it's always nice going into this game with a little bit of a cushion because you can go and play your, your, your football, but nevertheless, it's still a, a massive fixture. And both teams will want to win. Um, from United's point of view, they always looked at us, look, well, not say looked down at us, but always thought we was a, a, an easy ride. So over the years, to see, them, see us uh, competing with them, it's been difficult for, for them because the size of Man United, the, the amount of trophies they've won. Um, but now it's a genuine contest for, for both sides. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's definitely a genuine contest. I mean, United, you know, clearly in a top four spot against AC Milan in Europa League. Bruno Fernandes is a player. Um, what what do you expect? Do you do you expect a goal fest? Uh, do you expect a, a nil nil? What do you, what do you expect in this one? In this form, that Man City and I expect Man City to win. Okay, if I'm being to- totally honest, um, with fans not at the stadiums at this moment in time, it's not going to have that desired effect. You know, where it's just. It's a crazy atmosphere from the first tackle. You're not going to get that because there's no fans there. And Man City, the way they're creating spaces now, I think it'd be a difficult team for, for Man United to, to break down. So, um, But we've seen before, when we expect goals, it's been boring nil-nil. It's almost like they expect, or actually, let, let's take a draw. Man City can, can go and, and, and get a draw there. That, that's a good result you know, for, for, for Man City. But I didn't expect to win. And it's always nice to win the derby. So <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Man City victory on this one. I mean listen, the stats are proving it in that way. Man City at this point, I, I don't even think two Man United squads can beat Man City at this point. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Is there a player in the city squad that you wish you had played with? Yeah, Kevin De Bruyne. I e- mean easy, right? Easy answer. Wow, I just He's ridiculous. You know, one of the, the, the goals from the other, other week, he just, the way he just like, he crossed the ball with his left foot. His left foot, and, Micah! He's right-footed and he did that with his left. But he was like, you know when he put it in, you're thinking, oh, you know, you know, you're not thinking, what's he doing here? But you're thinking like, this, no, he doesn't mean to. But it's the technique he does it. You don't like, your weaker foot, normally you just swing your foot at it. But he's still got the same technique on his bad foot as he is in his good foot, which I, I just couldn't believe. And I just because I when I was playing fullback, I used to like uh, hold the wings and then make them runs inside. So I think if I had another one, I David Silver, one of the best. But I think if I had uh, Kevin De Bruyne as well, just for them balls, I would I would have loved I would have loved to play with him. I really would have. He's his left foot is better than some natural left footers. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> now I always say this, Micah. Uh, Obviously, we're in the era of Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo and Erlen Haaland and Kylian Mbappé now presenting the future, but put some respect on Kevin De Bruyne's name. He is, like, just when we say, oh, we're so lucky to watch Messi and Ronaldo, we're very lucky 
to, and we're very lucky to have De Bruyne in the Premier League, I think. Like, he could be anywhere else. And just, you know, it's just amazing. Just an amazing player. Um, is there anyone else? What about, I mean, what was it like uh, with Sergio Aguero? He's a character, huh? Oh, Aguero. I mean, it's pretty sad to see him going through his injuries this, this season. Yeah. Because... You know, I'm not afraid to say he 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 won me a Premier League. He he won without Tevez and Aguero, Balotelli and Jeco. I know it's a team effort, but what Aguero did in the last minute of the game to to get us the Premier League is it's down to him. And you know his injuries have been on and off this season. I hope he he comes back and he's fully fully fit and he can play a key role in you know challenging for them four four trophies because he deserves that. You know. We don't know what's happening, um, if he's, if he's going to stay or whatnot. Uh, I think he will stay. But it'd be nice if he, if he did fancy to leave at the end of the season that he went out on a, on a real high because he fully deserves it. He really does. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think about Messi and maybe City? Do, do you think uh, it'll happen? <laughs> you, you, know it was, you know it was coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who would not take Messi? I, I don't care. I don't care if, if people say he doesn't run as much now and he's not got to say. Messi is Messi. You see what Ronaldo, with his age, he keeps doing it and doing it and doing it. And imagine Messi with, uh, with Man City players as well. Nice. In these four, oh my, he'd be just, well, I just amazing. I just give up. <laughs> as a Villa fan, a Villa face, and then it's that squad, like, oh, forget about it. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> no, it is, it is ridiculous. You know... I, w- I would like to see him at Manchester City just because we've seen some great players over the years, but this would be a, a, a global superstar, you know? You know, we talk about Messi and Ronaldo. It'd just be nice to see that player for at least a season live. That, that's what I would love to see. That's why I think you're not winning the Champions League. Guardiola's waiting uh, for Messi to come and then they can win it again. <laughs> <laughs> who knows who knows who knows my friend hey listen let me ask you quickly about uh my my villa for a second because you, you were part of it as well um and you you've seen jack Grealish, you know from the very beginning talk to me about jack Grealish because also rep you know so much talk about the england team and what they'll do in europe you of course know england very well as i mentioned in the intro you were 18 when you represented England. Unbelievable. Just talk to me about Jack Grealish for a second and just like, you know, what you make of him and his future, especially, you know, he, he deserves an England call-up, right? Don't you think? Yeah. Um, maybe at the start of the season because Villa was struggling last season. Mm. A lot of people thought he might leave. But now, unless, of course, he wants to be playing Champions League football. But right now, he doesn't need to... To, to leave Villa because he's got good players around him and it's giving this platform now to get the England call up and everyone see Jack Grealish first name on a team sheet for England in the Euros if he's fit that's how good he is I, I'm always singing him praises and this is not me being biased because I, I played him at Villa it's because I've seen it with my own eyes how good he how good he is and I've been saying this for 18 months I've been really talking him up and now people are, are starting to see how good he is. And not only is just his performances, the way he takes players on, but his numbers, you know, his goals and assists are getting better within a team that was struggling last year 
to get these numbers is 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 it really is proved his worth and all that doubt can he do it at the international level? That's been wiped out now. He can definitely do it. He, uh, I think, it was a game against was it Belgium? He played. It was ridiculous. He was. It was. He was. He was ridiculous. And I'm glad people have seen it now. And all he can do is now is keep keep pushing on, keep his focus, because you know we talk about me playing at England. I, I, you know, when you get into England squad, obviously he's a little bit he's older than me when he made his debut. But you can rest on your laurels a little bit. Where that should just make now. Keep going, keep going. Show everyone you can be not only the best player at Aston Villa, but you can be the best player in England. And if he keeps doing that, then he'll have a you know incredible career. From your mouth to God's ears, my friend. Let's hope so. <laughs> it will be uh, it will be uh, absolutely amazing. Micah, obviously we're talking. Uh, we're nearly wrapping up here, so I'm really intrigued to hear. Obviously, you mentioned. Uh, you know, you know America a little bit, you know the US a little bit, obviously uh, doing your thing for Paramount Plus, CBS, part of the Champions League coverage. Do you have an NBA team, Micah? NFL? What, do, you, do you watch American sports? You know what? I used to come to LA and New York every single year. I couldn't obviously. Last year, for, for COVID reasons, um, my, my team was Boston Celtics. Oh my because, god! But no, 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 but no, but because of because of Rajon Rondo. Oh, okay. So back, this was back. This is when it was like, yeah, when they had uh, Pierce and all them. They had yeah, Ray they, Allen and all that. That, yeah, that yeah. team, that team was a serious team. But then he went to he, he went around a little bit. They ended up in uh, LA, didn't he? He was at the Lakers. That's right. He was at the Lakers, and he won. He won it there, didn't he? he won the. Uh, yeah, he well, won something there. He won the well, the, the bubble was it the bubble tournament last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yep, he's now then, with the Hawks, but yeah, that's right. He was uh, he was with the Celtics back when the Celtics were ridiculous. Yeah, but that's what that's that's why that's why I loved him, and then he left, and then I sort of fell out of love because I thought it was going to be Celtics for life, you know. <laughs> so I fell out of love it, and um, I went to an NFL game. Yeah, uh, at Wembley. That was um, my um, my friend. My friend came over and he was supporting. Oh, I can't remember what the team, but the other team was uh, Jacksonville Jaguar. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. So I had I, I had a Jacksonville uh, shirt. So I have to stay with them to be honest. I know they're not the best. I know they're not the best of teams. I know I, I know that, but I've got to be. I've got to be loyal. No, I've got to be loyal to to the Jags. Absolutely, man. And listen, they, they, you know, they're, they're, they're on a rebuilding period right now. So it's not, you know, you, you know, you know better than most, right? Like football's different because football legacies stay for, for a long time. It's hard, but the good thing about NFL teams and NBA teams, it's just like, it's a transition all the time because obviously uh, the draft and everything. So the Jaguars is, it's not a bad move. Did you like it? You like, you like the NFL? Yeah. But to be honest, I didn't understand the rules too much. Um, some of the guys that work well, it takes a few guys, doesn't it? Yeah, it takes a few guys. So, a couple of the guys over here, um, are gonna, are gonna teach me properly because I want to start getting back into it. I, I really do like basketball easier to because it's, it's easier to, to explain. So, I went to a game and that was just incredible. Um, so yeah, and then I went to uh, LA Dodgers, I went to a, a Dodgers, love game. it, man. That was that. That so. I'm yeah. I'm LA Dodgers. I've even got an LA Dodgers shirt as well. <laughs> but I, I didn't. 
I didn't know what was going on there, if I'm being totally honest. It, I, I didn't know what was going on. It was a lot of stop starting. But having said that, you might have seen, was it last last year? I hit a home run. I hit a home run in, uh, in we was doing some challenge down in London. So that's my, that's my claim to fame. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, listen, when everything comes down, everything gets a little better. You come on over to the CBS side here in the US. We'll take you to... Uh, to, to a few games. We'll have some pizza. We'll go downtown, like you said, right? Tower, was it? <laughs> downtown Tower. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Micah Richards, part of CBS's Paramount Plus uh, Champions League coverage. Um, you can follow him everywhere, Twitter, Instagram. But most importantly, he will be back with the CBS team as the round of 16 second leggers uh, kick off and return. Micah, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much uh, for being part of this. No, thank you very much, Liz. Appreciate it. Hey, everybody. I want to thank Micah Richards for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Kegolasso Pod. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on YouTube. You can watch this entire episode on YouTube as well. Please keep supporting us and make sure that you leave a comment on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else that you can. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the Champions League. See you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.